We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Falud sounds like a um, like a STD medication. It does. STI. My apologies. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference? You're not supposed to call it STD anymore. Why? I don't know. That's just like not the accepted term for it anymore. You're STI, to say STI is better. because like infection. A, yeah, I guess it makes like more kinder s- than disease. Well, an infection goes like you can get rid of it. Yeah. A disease. Can you get rid of a disease? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can. Can you? Can you think of a disease that you can get rid of? Um, Crohn's. You can't get rid of that. <laughs> what other? This is why we're not doctors. <laughs> this is why we're just like blindly, confidently recording this podcast. Like, <laughs> you can cure diseases, but I don't know. Can you? Who's to say? I don't know if Who's to say? We'll leave that. We'll leave the doctoring to the doctors. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Tell us if you can cure diseases. <laughs> well, yeah, you must because there's something called incurable diseases, which yeah, so that, that suggests the existence of curable exactly, diseases. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. I have been sitting on this information for so long just waiting to tell you i almost texted it to you and i was like no 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 i'm gonna write it down in a are note. you serious you've been, how long have you been waiting to tell me this like three weeks holy shit i know that's so long for me i can't wait a day to tell you shit <laughs> well because i thought it would be fun to talk about when we're recording yeah um and it wasn't urgent but i recently learned i think i le- i was listening to another podcast where they were like they mentioned this but have you seen the tiktoks where they make like that couple makes all the like nasty food um i think the one that really blew up was she like made like nachos on oh my the God. countertop yes but she's always making something like that is like kind of gross and then occasionally she'll make something that looks good but like She'll make like disgusting ass food and then her husband's recording it and he's like, well, what's that, babe? And he makes all these dumbass jokes that aren't funny. Um, they're just like dad jokes and they look like they're in like a miserable relationship. I, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, I wish I knew the handle because I've only seen people commentating on these like cooking videos. Them. Yeah, yeah. So I found out that's a kink. 
like watching like a beautiful woman make all this nasty food that's a kink and then another layer of it is the guy being involved somehow so him being like the point of view person with his like hands and stuff what yeah does it have a name I'm sure it does. I have no idea what it is. Damn, there really is a kink for everything. Truly. So that's how, like, that's why they make all this weird content on TikTok. Because that's how you can, like, get discovered. And then they can go, like, to your OnlyFans or something. Oh, my God. I know. I have so many questions. And I'm also speechless. I When I when they, I was, like, listening to people talk about it, I might have even heard it on my, on my favorite murder. And I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. And also, I never would have thought of that. So the kink itself is just watching someone make disgusting food. Mm-hmm. And like a woman, it. like, getting her hands dirty, making something I guess, gross. I guess that makes sense. The more that I'm it's sitting with it. It's very niche. The more that I'm letting it marinate, so yeah. to speak. That was, that was cooking joke. <laughs> that, was a, that was a cooking yeah, joke for, for those of you who uh, don't know how to cook. For those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> but I thought you know, that Classic Amelia sense. Zinger. <laughs> Remember me this way. <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because, like, I know food is, like, a big part of sex. There's, like, a lot of, like, sexual connotations. Like, food-related... Yeah. And so many foods are shaped like dicks. Yeah. And I feel like that's on purpose. I exclusively eat phallic food. <laughs> what if you were on a diet that was only phallic-shaped food? I am. What would we call Sorry, that? I only eat foods that are shaped like a penis. Um, Hot dogs. I feel Popsicles. Like there has to be. Bananas. There's, there's a pun. There's a pun here. Eggplants. I'm going to figure it out. See, right. we figured it Don't out. Slide we figured it out. We, yeah. It's been a long day for me. We both talked of through us. it. Yeah. Amelia is jet lagged as hell. She flew home last night and then I just haven't been able to sleep. And if you know, you know. The the girlies who can't sleep know that sometimes you just you have a week or two where you're just laying awake. A whole a whole week. What and is for, that? I don't know. I I like to think maybe it's like hormone hormonal related, but I don't know. It must be. I, I mean, think I it's because I just know I, deep down in my gut, I know I have a lot to do this week. So mm-hmm. it's like sleeping. God, that's so fucking Time true. traveling to do more shit. <laughs> wow. That's so true. That's all that sleep is. Yeah, it's time travel. Damn, you're just time traveling to be busy again. Mm-hmm. Wow, fuck sleeping. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. This is the no vampire. sleep revolution. Yeah. You be a vampire. Or like move to a planet where there are longer nights for me to sleep. Oh. You know? Alaska's like more, dark More hours. I need more here. hours in a day. Oh. Even though time is just a construct. I the, the work schedule was created, like the nine to five was invented like so long ago. Like I for know. farmers. Uh, well, did you know that like... Um, the five-day work week, like, workers' unions had to fight for that. To get that instead of Way back in the day. To j- yeah, to, ha- to work five days more. a week instead of six. <laughs> While I, you're at it. We, all, we all hate this. None of us like this. No, but it is I better think than seven. we need to have a bit of a, a wee bit of a revolution. Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> update on that. Should we, like, lead, lead the cause? It's starting here. The main topic, so many people requested this and we ended up having to like table it be- 
last episode, our 100th episode, and save it for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're finally addressing this request. So many of you requested talking about friendship breakups because we've talked about all kinds of relationships and relationship problems, but not friendship problems. Um, Do you have, like, any big experiences you can think of off the top of your head about friend breakups? I have one. Um, I had a friend in high school who I'm sure I've talked about her before because she was like a big like like a uh, proponent of my uh body issues she was a proponent in furthering my body issues so I'm sure I've mentioned her but this friend was now I can look back on at her and understand like the familial trauma that she had like now mm-hmm. that I'm older and like understand her parents better or her mom specifically she put her under a lot of stress and this friend then would like turn that around and like deflect it onto me but she would like we were going on vacation together for spring break senior year and I know you've told me this story but I'm having such a hard time remembering if you've told this story on the podcast maybe I have I don't know we talk about so much shit maybe this is maybe you're hearing this for the second time but But she, I was eating a sandwich at lunch and she was like, shouldn't you be dieting before vacation? I was like. And you're like, bitch, we're 11. How old were you? (laughs) It was either junior or senior year of high school. I'm pretty sure it was junior year because I stopped talking to her senior year. I had literally never thought about dieting until I was in college. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I was always so like obsessed with like how thin I was or how not thin I was growing up. So like, it was just, like, devastating to me yeah. in that moment. Like, if somebody said that to me now, I'd be like, wow, that's super fucked, but I'd, like, move on. It, like, ate away at me. And then... Well, we that's also a time where, like, I, I recently tweeted this. Everything around food and diet targeted at women specifically was just literally a how-to guide mm-hmm. to have an eating disorder. Yeah. It was an introduction to eating disorders. Yeah. Everywhere you looked. There right. was no safe place for us. No. So, you're not the only one who struggled with that. Yeah. For sure. The final straw with this friend was um, we were on a different vacation together and she like we needed to walk somewhere and there were like a lot of rocks between where we were going and where we were and I didn't have shoes and so she put me on her back and we like went across the rocks and then her mom like called for her to do something and she was like I don't want to walk back over there mom I just had to carry this fat ass across the rocks (laughs) and I was like if I ever (laughs) it like ruined such a cute friend moment first of all and if I ever said anything like that about a friend especially in front of my mom she would have smacked me Mm -hmm. I know my mom has never hit me and I don't doubt she would I think she would have used that that as her one and only time of smacking the shit out of me yeah my mom would have verbally um she'd be like in my place fucking joking Uh she's like we're leaving we're leaving forever yeah no it it was not cute and then I had a friend who's still my friend today um who was always like why are you guys still friends with her she's fucking awful and I was like oh she's like she doesn't know better and still to this day that friend is like I fucking told you guys. Like, told you. I was senior year of high school and she's still like, remember when I said like years before that, that like you guys shouldn't be friends with her? We're like, yes, I know. But that's really the only like friendship breakup that I've had, which was well, really. How did the fallout happen? We just stopped inviting her places. 
which is like pretty fucked up but like she was really mean and she was really really mean to all of us it wasn't even like a she was like a little petty she was like straight up mean so we all just like kind of just stopped inviting her places and then how did she end up in your friend group in the first place she was like grandfathered in (laughs) by who (laughs) by another one of our friends she was like fun to begin with you know okay like for the first like bit she's one of those like at arm's length friends but um she's the one whose mom messaged me like a couple of months ago. I was about to bring that up and say, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I can, I'll talk, I'll just give a little high level. So I got a message from this girl's mom on Facebook a few months ago and she was basically like apologizing for like something that didn't happen. Like it was like not, it was like the friend had told her maybe like a half truth like, she kind of used me as the scapegoat. Oh, do you want to tell all the... D- oh, God, that's I don't such good what... tea. No, so I, I remember. Okay. Because I was, like, shook. So was the mom was having an affair. Oh, my God, that's right. You went on vacation. The mom was having an affair with, like, some other guy. And then when you guys stopped being friends, your mom was like, why aren't you friends with Amelia anymore? And then she was like... Because she thought it was inappropriate that you were, like, having an affair or something. Oh, my God. That's – how did I fucking forget that? And, I, I mean, like, when you t- when you think about it, this girl was really put through hell. hell. Yeah. And she was taking it out on all of her friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So that was she really – I mean, <laughs> and part of me is, like, I mean, good for her for, like, kind of being divisive in this circumstance to prove to her mom, like, you f- – you really fucked with my childhood. Mm-hmm. The reason I lost friends is because how you treated me, I treated friends. Yeah. And then they left me. Yep. Absolutely. She definitely went to therapy, which good because mm-hmm. like I can't imagine growing up in that environment. And her mom was always like making her diet. And like now that I'm older, like I said at the beginning like, of the story. kids be kids. Yeah. <laughs> she just like really put a lot of the shit that she was going through at home on me and I mean like all of us but like specifically the diet stuff on me she was like insecure about her ears and so she would like she started making fun of another one of her friend's ears like now that I'm and that friend still has insecurities being insecure about ears yeah and she doesn't even have anything there's nothing wrong with her ears (laughs) but it's like ears are ears ears are ears we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. 
That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Anyway, so, like, I'm older now, obviously. I feel it in all of my joints. <laughs> um, when I can't so sleep, I can when I wake it. up sore yeah. from walking. Yeah, oh my god. I tried to sleep on the airplane yesterday and I still, I feel it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm too old for this life. But anyway, I'm, I can understand her a little bit better. So that's the one friend breakup that I had. But I've realized as I've gotten older, like, how much I put up with, like, shitty friend behavior to avoid friend breakups. You you really do. Yeah. I'm going to say that as one of your friends. Yeah. I do notice that. I just, you, I'm way too forgiving. It really, I mean, I've been doing it my whole life. So, like, I used to have, that was like. Someone could be a literal red flag and be like, oh, come on. Yeah. Red looks we, so we good on you. Oh, I don't have enough red. <laughs> come on over. <laughs> let's just, uh, let's see. Maybe yeah. they'll change. <laughs> fuck around and find out <laughs> but um it is kind of like it's something that I've been trying to work like be better at not just like not even breaking up with friendships but just not reaching out to people that I don't feel like are good for me because like before I'd just be like well it's been a while since I've seen them and like I'm usually really sad when I'm around them <laughs> but I'm still gonna, still gonna hit them up and I've stopped doing that why do you think you would do that anyways um I don't know. I think it was like a a self-worth thing for a while where it was just like the like quantity of my friendships was more important to me than the quality of my friendships mm. for a, a really long time. Um, and I think honestly, like it was because I needed to stay busy all the time. And now that I don't have that, I've realized like who I actually want to like give my energy to because I value my alone time so much now that like when I hang out with someone it's very intentional I also think like you're such a kind person Mm. that I can also see like little Amelia being such a like bright-eyed bushy-tail girl who wants to be friends with people and then when they're mean to you it's confusing yeah absolutely. and you're like you want to continuously prove like that you're a lovable person Mm -hmm. because of these traumatizing friendships we have when you're younger and it, even when you get older, that's like s- such a fucking annoying thing about therapy is like you can learn about why you feel a way like because of something that happened in your childhood and you think the knowing is going to solve it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. The knowing does not resolve the feeling. No, it <laughs> so really, really doesn't. Like, then you're moving through life and you're like, I want to do this thing that I used to do. Like, I want to hold on to these shitty friendships. I want to reach out to these people who were bad friends to me, but I know I shouldn't. But now I don't know what to do because the feeling is still here. Yeah. Absolutely. I was literally recently talking to my therapist about the same exact thing, like, it's <laughs> last week. It's truly, it's like, I, something my therapist always says to me is, what makes you so important? And, like, when she first started saying that to me, I was like, bitch. Um, everything I am makes important. me so important. But, like, it's a good thing to level set. Yeah. Like, not everyone is hyper-focusing on what you're doing. Exactly. And like, exactly. And I'm so sensitive that, like, I... I've gotten less sensitive, but I was so sensitive for a while that, like, I felt like if I wasn't hanging out with someone or wasn't reaching out, it was, like, ruining their day, you know? And I was like, I don't want to ruin their day. You do so much to make sure that, like, everyone is happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how I get my happiness, too, is, like, the people around me being happy. But then it's, like, when I start dedicating that time to people that don't deserve it. Yeah. But... And making it your responsibility to make everyone happy. That's not your job. Right. Totally. It's also, like... And like you mentioning little Amelia, I remember being 
in kindergarten and I used to like refuse to go to recess because me and my friend Aaron <laughs> who I just found on Facebook boy Aaron or girl Aaron? girl Aaron um she would always pick or fights with me Aaron she's girl Aaron okay yeah she would always pick fights with me on the playground and so I just I didn't want to go to recess anymore I just like wouldn't go I would just sit in the classroom instead because I just didn't want to get in fights anymore because I would associate being on the playground with fighting and like I remember how traumatizing that was for me because was I just, she did she want to like physically fight no, like she wrestle to like be mad at me for like stupid shit but every single day at recess it was oh like my a thing God. and so I I just stopped going it starts at such a young age it does being the passive aggressive behavior uh it's awful but I know I do have to say like even though like I know I know we criticize men and a all, if not most of it, is valid criticism. Super okay? based but in reality. Girls are also toxic as hell. Yeah, girl friendships are tough. I mean, everyone uh, knows that. It's just, it, it all comes with, like, age and knowing yourself. Because when you have, when you're in tune with that gut instinct, you can sense when someone is, like, the vibes suck. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know. There's something about you. And then you observe and you see them, like, cause all these fucking conflicts in their life and you're like I knew yes (laughs) that's what I do but I think it's because my childhood was filled with like like growing up in a Mormon community and not being Mormon really fucking sucked my friendships were often very like you know you're left with like people who aren't who might have like shitty parents Mm -hmm. um because although the Mormon community can be fake as hell like they do have a lot of like safety and values in place that my parents would you know they're my parents were the kind of parents that would be like we have to go meet the parents before you can go over there or before you can stay the night and then you're a kid and you're like oh why that's so embarrassing and then you get older and you're like oh because adults are fucking terrible yes (laughs) they're creepy and weird god that's so true I never thought about how like valid that is that our parents wanted to well, and my parents had parents who were like, get the fuck out of my house, you know? Yeah. They're like, whatever. I hope you come home when <laughs> when it gets dark. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they weren't checking in on our parents, you know, our yeah. grandparents, especially my parents grew up in the Midwest. So they're Damn. just like, please go outside and only come home for dinner. Has society just gotten like that much shittier that like we can't let kids like... I mean, a lot of those kids were being kidnapped and murdered. So, you know, it was peak, it was peak uh, uh, serial killer time when they were kids so it's a miracle they're here (laughs) in the first place my mom was like you'd always have like a weird friend who would like glom on to me um there was one girl she especially disliked uh she was just like a compulsive liar that was like my first like really shitty friend that I had in elementary school I can't remember specifics because that was more than half of my life ago (laughs) but I just remember her being like a compulsive liar and then in middle school she lied to her mom that her dad raped her because she was mad at him so her mom is like calling the police and like they're doing an investigation and then it starts to get too out of hand and she was like mom I lied I was just mad at dad and then she was like are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) holy shit I know so I it, oh I remember in middle school a kid this is really terrible he um died in an avalanche Jesus and 
in Nevada had like that's so rare it's it's like near Las Vegas it's the only mountain we have where you can like go snow snowboarding or skiing and an avalanche had he was on the ski lift and it locked onto his snowboard and pulled him down yeah oh my god so what the fuck then when we learned about it like I think it happened over the weekend and we were back at school and everyone was talking about it like did you hear so and so died in an avalanche this weekend and she went from she went from I don't know this person to the end of the day she was like we were best friends she was yeah so she's like that kind of sociopath what the fuck Have I you know checked what she's up to now no she tried to add me on Facebook like after college and I was like fuck you you're you're a terrible person no I want to see what she looks like after we record she looks very normal yeah per- perfectly normal yeah. I want to know I think she's married now so I don't know what her or new is la- she I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure I don't know what her new last name is but I it's us we can find her yeah you know? we'll, we'll we, get to the we bottom can do of the it sleuthing um but the only friendship breakup I can really think of was um my freshman year of college my freshman year of college was catty mean girl hell these two girls created like the most toxic environment in our entire fucking hall so um i ended up being the target of their bullying and i have never like mind you i've like really never been bullied in my life i was a pretty like tough girl Mm -hmm. i was just like not prepared to be like bullied like this and i almost like, I was looking at transferring schools because of it. I had talked to... What kind of shit were they doing? Um, just, like, regular mean girl shit, like, lying about stuff. And then, like, um, my roommate was really annoying. And I lied to her about going out of town when I was just staying in someone else's room for the weekend. And then they told her... <gasps> yeah. And then I was like, well, okay, you're acting all high and mighty when you were in the the room with me laughing your asses off and like making fun of her they like told her and she was like she's super naive and was just like really sad and I was like I didn't do it I didn't you just didn't catch on that we were like joking and then we just didn't clear it up and I was like yeah I was just staying down the hallway but it's not a big deal like I didn't do this to like purposefully be vindictive. I just wanted to stay in my friend's room yeah. with her. Right. And then these they just made it into like a whole thing that it was wouldn't have been. And the whole hallway was just like fighting with each other. The girl across from me had literally the same first and last name. Like what are the chances? What the hell? And she threatened her to kill her roommate. What the fuck? And I can't remember why. So me and the girl who was threatened <laughs> moved into a room on a different floor because um, we're like, fuck this, we're out. And so she and I became really close because you like, you know, this is what literal trauma bonding is. You know, you're bonding about the trauma that yep. you both are enduring. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we were both kind of victims of these mean girls. So we became close and... um then by the second semester she was really hyper focused on like popularity and having in money. college yeah it, it was very uh what's what's the right word for like immature you know what I mean um, <laughs> immature is the right word no yeah but it's just kind of like that focus sophomoric on, like, yeah it is sophomoric <laughs> she wanted to be in the most popular sorority 
she wanted to have a lot of money she was obsessed with like being blonde um which reminds me there's you know how you can do the highlights with the bald cap or like the cap and you pull it out so I was doing her highlights because like I liked how that looked and my mom would do that for me when I was in high school um and I was like it turns out great even though it looks like bananas right now so we were doing that and she wanted a ton of highlights so we're doing every single hole and the fire alarm goes <laughs> oh, no. and she has this fucking cap on and the hair sticking out and we look at each other like you're fucking joking right and so we, we're like scrambling around and we find like a beanie and we put it over her and then she's outside like oh my god i'm like thank god we didn't actually put this stuff on your head yet oh like, my god yeah that would have fried off her hair because we were just like what the fuck do we do and it's your freshman year like people are just pulling the fire alarm because they're drunk right anyways she felony she like started to become friends with girls who like i just didn't really know them i didn't like have class with them so i didn't hang out with them you know Mm -hmm. i also had like a group of friends in my sorority like loosely so um she went from just like kind of not inviting me to stuff and um just like not talking to me and being like passive aggressive And then I confronted her and I was like, we're just like not as close as we used to be. Like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm allowed to have other friends, Liz. And I'm like, (gasps) bitch, what? Like, how is this like about me now? What the fuck? I know. I was like, I'm just trying to like, we used to get along so well. And then like, now you're like kind of a cunt like <laughs> oh god i hate when like you get really close to someone and then you see their true colors that's scary yeah it she just and i should have sensed it early on like she was just really shallow and we yeah we bonded over something shitty that happened but like the only times we really got along is if we were talking shit mm. yeah and, damn and you get to a point where you're like okay i don't care about that anymore like i just i don't i love some hot gossip love it always have always will but when it's just being mean, that's where it's, yeah. like, not fun. Right. I want to know what's going on. I like when I can hear, like, the secrets and the details and, like, put clues together and, you know, solve a puzzle, basically, mm-hmm. with all of the all of the details. Right. But when it's it, just, like, a fun little game. But when, when it's just, like, being it mean, mean, yeah, you know, it's not so into it that was really the, the only friendship breakup I had. I think that's such um, an insecure way of gossiping. It really is. There's like a an adaptive reason for that kind of like shit talking of like feeling like you don't want to be the like the weakest link. Totally. So you like bond with other people by talking shit. And it's just such an insecure way to conduct friendships. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It sucks. Well, and it. I think the thing that was also like confusing for me to learn. Um, and this is also going to sound so self-centered but I mean it in a literal sense, not in like an egotistical sense. Like I was just like this cute bubbly girl that people were naturally like drawn to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know that about myself. I know that I'm likable and that's okay. Like, and people would try and use that Mm -hmm. as like a social advantage versus just like being a genuine person. Because yeah, even though like, I know I'm likable and charismatic. That doesn't mean I don't have like a bullshit detector. Like right. you're you can't just like attach yourself to me and like take my energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like energy vampires are such a real thing. Yes, yes. 
So I don't know. So would you just always? I, I felt like she she did that. Those girls in the in the mean girls in the hallway probably picked on me because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think like um, I've dated people who liked that about me. Like it was like I made them look good mm. versus like actually liking me as a person. It's like a political move. Exactly. That sucks. So I think that's also why I have such like a sensitive radar for people now Mm -hmm. because when people are like kind of using you to climb socially yeah you're you catch on to that and you're like no 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 damn yeah this isn't free it's (laughs) like when you're like a nice likable person it's interesting to get older and recognize like how people are like using that kindness like for you it was social climbing Mm -hmm. for me it was a punching bag like they knew that I wouldn't go anywhere so they were just like I was the punching bag in friend groups um but it's interesting getting older and like recognizing those patterns we needed each other so badly I know my god it's so like I love that we found each other as adults I know (laughs) I know we like really we manifested I needed a friend like you and you needed a friend like me Mm -hmm. to be like I'm gonna beat the shit out of anyone who's mean to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though I've literally never hit anyone but you would have. I would have if I had to. How mean these people were to me. I also, as we're talking, I'm remembering I had like the biggest friend breakup ever growing up. And I don't know. I like whenever I think about friend breakups, I don't think about this. But my like best, best friend growing up was awful. She's the one that all the therapists were like, stop being friends with her. Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> um, I know best. I am nine. And uh, I am smarter than you. I am the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be billing your insurance. Thank you. But um, she called me a cunt because I told her that it was we were 14 and she was having sex with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, my God. And I told her that that was a bad idea. And she goes, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you cunt. And then I stopped talking That's to her. That's so aggressive. But we were best friends I also think ballet. I, I don't think I'd even heard the word cunt at- at age 14 i asked my mom what it meant and she was like don't talk to her anymore and i I didn't (laughs) this girl called me a cunt yeah i was like also she's having sex at 14 yeah she also called me a whore for being a cheerleader or a hooker she called me a hooker and then i asked my brother what a hooker was and he was like did she need to stop being friends with this girl (laughs) he said call her a commie like as in communist and i was like okay and so i called her a commie what the fuck kind of it's just like looking back I, on there it, was a phase there was a phase where i feel like teenage boys were like call her a commie and like that didn't make any sense yeah but as i've gotten older i'm like maybe i'll understand when i'm older yeah when i, I was don't. younger we used shish kebab as an insult <laughs> and i remember going up to the moms and i was like she's calling us shish kebabs and they're like um okay <laughs> And then so one of the moms was like, shish kebabs are delicious. And I was like, fuck you. You don't understand yeah. what I'm going through right now. No, they're not. You've never been called a shish kebab <laughs> in a derogatory manner. I've never heard that as an insult. <laughs> I'm going to start calling people a shish kebab. It is. It, honestly, I think we need to bring that back. We, um, what was, did you have any other classic insults? Mm, I'm sure I one did. One of mine was butt weasel. Mine, we had butt plug butt plug i love butt weasel butt weasel is fantastic douche canoe that was a big Mm -hmm. one that's still a big one had a big moment butt weasel i've never heard butt plug now that i'm older i'm like why because now i know what i didn't know what a butt plug was when i was using butt plug Mm -hmm. what the fuck kind of insult is that anyway butt plug was big um i'm trying to think if i had any we would say anal a lot (laughs) even when we didn't mean like someone was being anal we would just say it that's 
You're like, oh, that's so anal. <laughs> that was in high school. When I was when I was like eight was when we would say butt weasel. Um, I'm going to start using that. And then I was in like first grade when we would say shish kebab. We're going to, it's the butt weasel renaissance. The butt weasel renaissance. I think we found our episode title. <laughs> so we also have a listener email that's related to friendship breakups. And we are going to read that and discuss just giving herself a bath so this is titled am i the asshole friendship a dish first like others i'm a huge fan of the pod and listening to you guys makes me feel like i'm chilling with friends and a little less lonely secondly this is going to be long-winded i'm sorry to be honest this email is not long so short (laughs) i was like oh this is a this is manageable this is a great short essay love it (laughs) um Coming at you with a friendship dilemma that I'd love your opinions on. My close girlfriends and I have this group that we formed in college. I truly deeply love all of them so much. Out of all of us, I'm the one that settled furthest away, four to five hours-ish. They're all within maybe two hours of each other. Admittedly, I feel like a bad friend a lot of the time and often spiral about it because I go through phases where I'm just not on my phone call game. I feel like life is just exhausting sometimes, and a phone call after 5 p.m. sounds exhausting, even though I know I will 100% feel rejuvenated by talking to them. I don't know. Life is overstimulating, I guess. Long story short, I I self-isolate and then end up feeling lonely and left out. Well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, right? (laughs) Well, well, well. For context, pre-COVID, we had a standing weekend where they would all come up and visit me. We'd hang out in the Adirondacks and have a rager weekend. COVID put that on pause for a few years. However, in that time, my boyfriend, now fiancé, and I have traveled to visit them in their respective cities, whether to just hang out or celebrate milestone life events. This year, they all made impromptu planning to hang out on said weekend, and the house was too full for us to join. We just spent an uncomfortable amount of money on engagement picks and couldn't afford a pet-friendly room. I chalk it up to coincidence. They FaceTimed me, and I felt included-ish. I'm recently engaged. I can't imagine marrying my person without them standing next to me, but every time I try to plan a get-together to pop the bridesmaid question, everyone is busy. Understandable. Same. Recently, I tried to set something up a few months out, but nobody really responded. When I chatted with them on FaceTime, a few of them mentioned that they may not be available due to other plans made with each other. Am I the asshole for being an absent friend and feeling hurt by my friends also being absent? Do I just send them their bridesmaids shit in the mail and see them when i see them do i just go see them and not ask them for the same effort do i not ask them to be in my wedding at all i don't know this whole thing makes me sad thanks for sharing your convos with us all you're everyone's bff wow i have so many things to say i mean i don't think anyone in this is the asshole yeah I agree. first of all um i also think that like I don't I I really relate to this too you know Mm -hmm, I'm not good at reaching out to my friends and setting things up um but I do also think that we have this like unspoken agreement with each other that like we don't need to be talking all the time to still like love each other so much and like we we just know we're not gonna be able to see each other and it's hard like they're at least within driving distance Mm -hmm. but I can't go drive to probably like 90 percent of my friends right um so very relatable Mm -hmm. uh and it's hard when you're all like at an age where you're so busy and you have like a lot of shit going on like well i'm sure they had other friends that have 
gotten engaged and married or had kids and like it is really hard to navigate around everyone's like this is probably peak busy time Mm -hmm. in your life is like your late 20s and like 30s because you're like usually making a decent amount of money versus like when you first are starting out in your career so you have like a higher disposable income to like Mm -hmm. go do whatever the fuck you want yeah so then you're busy yeah but I think that they should mail the bridesmaid stuff. Agreed. And then once everyone gets it, you can follow up and say, like, I really want to celebrate, like, with you guys. I miss you so much. And, like, I honestly, just being honest, there's a lot of power in that of just, like, not being defensive and just saying what what they shared with us. Like, yeah if just say you're sad and you miss them totally (laughs) and like you feel really isolated and like when you when you feel isolated too it can just like like it was mentioned you spiral Mm -hmm. because you just get stuck in your own head um I recently had a conversation that was similar with one of my best friends of like I was like I feel like I was like such a bad friend to you in college and she's like I constantly feel like I was a bad friend to you and I was like I don't remember that at all like I felt like you were an amazing friend she's like I think the same thing about you and then we also were like well also at that age you're so like self-centered that you're Mm -hmm. kind of like not paying attention when someone does something kind of shitty you're like yeah you just we're all we all suck a little bit at that age yeah (laughs) um and then just yeah we like came to an we just had a, like a mutual understanding but it was also a huge relief to talk about it of like yeah it is hard being so far away from them mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts I'm like agreeing with everything you're saying I I mean through this whole email there's like clearly so much love in this friend group so like yeah. I agree that I don't think anyone is the asshole here I think like as people get older like this is something you always hear happening when people mm-hmm. get older is like you start to just like drift a tiny bit even if like the love doesn't go anywhere it's just like there are so many different adult schedules to keep up with. Yeah. And like, and that's a lot. Especially like adult schedules is hard to coordinate. <laughs> if some of them have kids and some of them don't yep. and like everyone has their own shit going on. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to coordinate versus like I, I was recently telling Mr. Liz, I miss, I, I really miss college where like your friends are just right there. Yeah, like yep. you live with them or they're like literally down the hall and like you can come home and they'll be hanging out on your couch mm-hmm. waiting for you. Yeah. And it's just like no matter what's going on, if you don't have plans, there's someone for you to hang out with because it's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, neither of us have any money. Do you want to like get drunk on $3 wine? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I really miss that. I do too. I really took it for granted. And there's a huge um, difference that I've noticed at our age as well. Like more and more of your friendships are like in and out of like serious partnerships Mm -hmm. so when that happens I I was lamenting to Mr. Liz that like one of his friends will just show up at his apartment and then he's like I don't know how I feel about it and that's why I was like college was underrated Mm -hmm. because of this reason specifically Mm -hmm. and I was like I just don't think like my girlfriends and I could attain that Mm -hmm. because we're more scattered and like our planning requires more effort because people who are in relationships like I've noticed women are more likely to prioritize their pre- their partner's activities versus like 
you know, be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not going to do this because I'm going to hang out with the girls, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Or like, um, hey, the girls, like, we're doing a get together with like my girlfriends and like their partners. Do you want to come to that? You know? Yeah. And it's like everyone's following each other's lead on that. Yeah. Too, so like everyone's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I hang out with my girlfriends, it's almost like there's never our, we never bring our partners. But yeah. like if I can't tell you how many times I've been the only girl like, with Mr. Liz and his friends, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to observe over time of just, like, women have to arrange their lives around their partner and their activities and those commitments first, and they're just more likely to do that. And I also wasn't complaining. I was like, I happily do that. Yeah. Like, right. I... I don't know. It's just it's not really like a conflict of interest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't feel like less fulfilled because of it. Yeah. So but Good. I don't know. That is the hard thing is like when you want it. It is so rejuvenating to hang out with girls. Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion. <laughs> there, it's just like, no, I, I agree. But it is. I feel like everybody is like trying to navigate. Like, do we bring like whenever I hang out with my girlfriends until recently I was the only single one um and it was always like in the group text it was always like is it is it just a girl's night should I invite like the boo you know there was like that was always a conversation and then it would go like back and forth and it would be like a whole but it's like I think as you get older it's like tougher to navigate like when is it like a girl's night when is it a couple's thing when is it like when mm-hmm. do I need to like bow out of this to hang out with him and like it's just it's uh, it gets it more complicated also, like so contingent on their partner because if they have like a lame partner mm-hmm. it's like uh this would be better if it's a part, it. like a group date situation versus like yeah all the girls are hanging out and like Bethany's bringing her dumbass boyfriend yeah totally and like there's and he doesn't talk to anyone he's mm-hmm. just like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> judging in a corner and then it's like oh well i need to bring another guy to like talk to this idiot i just like and then some people have a really fun partner we're like mm-hmm. oh well ashley's bringing tyler and we love tyler yeah yeah because yeah. tyler's like one of the girls uh-huh. <laughs> totally i've always wanted to have a these are made like up that. people by the way <laughs> there's somebody named tyler listening like this is about me <laughs> i mean to be friend. fair every guy is named tyler there's so many tylers <laughs> what was it Ty- tyler kyle and ryan ryan yeah those are the same three names yeah you can't like the primary me. colors of boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can make any color so, with, with those three with Ty- tyler kyle and ryan yeah what about kyler kyler you see tylen <laughs> i'm just like giving out mormon names right ryle now. ryle <laughs> It's actually kind of a dope name. Yeah, Ryle. Get with him riled y. up. Ryle with a Y. Ryle. Meow. Meow's is like really done with this conversation. Look at her face. She's like, can you wrap it up so someone can pet me? <laughs> um, but going back to this email, like my I had this whole situation that I'm not going to get into with like one of my friends like really hurt my feelings, <laughs> which takes a lot. It takes a lot to like really hurt my feelings. My feelings got super hurt. And we were with a few of like us other girlfriends and I was like spiraling out because I was like, I felt like it was like an intervention because nobody stood up for me in the moment. And my therapist was like, what if you like, is there anyone in the group that you can just like talk to one on one about how you're feeling and see like their read? And it made it a lot less scary to do that. I was like, oh, I totally can. And I reached out to one of my friends that I trust. And I was like, what was your read on this? It felt like an intervention that I was like singled out. Like, am I dreaming this up? And like talking to her just like smoothed over the whole situation. Yeah, I say this. 
there's like you're literally in two different perspectives Mm -hmm. like you're kind of the victim of this confrontation yeah and mean you so then you have just kind of a skewed perception yep but meanwhile everyone else is like what in the fuck is going on exactly and that's what was happening and talking to her like let me know that i was like i was dreaming up the whole thing of like it being an intervention but i say this to say like the person that wrote the email if you have a friend like one person in the group that you can like reach out to and just like get a read from them it makes it a lot less scary for it to be like a you against them kind of read yeah to have like a group meeting of like hey i know i'm the farthest away but i am very sad and isolated yeah because <laughs> the more you think the, about it the more you're gonna spiral totally it. takes the edge off to just like if there's one person you can like reach out to to be like hey am i like being too sensitive about this yeah but honestly i think like when you when you come at people from um just a place of like sincerity and you're vulnerable it's so much more likely that they're going to be better it's going to be better received Mm -hmm. so yeah just totally saying like i really miss you and i miss when we had these like long-standing weekends and it's hard being far away from you guys so like i would love if we could continue doing this or even if even if everyone can't come you know right right that would still be so nice if like some of them or one of them could come hang out Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah there there are definitely middle ground solutions absolutely and it's never as bad as you think that it is in these situations because Mm -hmm. it's like the more you think about it the more you like catastrophize it and it's just never how it's kind of like what you were saying what makes you so important yeah you know like no one's i bet no one is stewing at home about it like oh they're not reaching out to us Mm -hmm. (laughs) right we're not gonna be their friends meanwhile like like i'm just thinking from my perspective there are so many friends i have just scattered across the states and like every once in a while i'll text one of them like i miss you so much and then it's like let's facetime sometime this week and it's it is really hard for me to like remember to text back because there's just so much shit going on during the day mm-hmm. that I'm like if you're contacting me during during work hours you might as well just expect to never hear from me yeah. <laughs> right same and then after work hours um if I'm not taking a nap I I will reply there it is <laughs> no but that's Maybe. so true that's uh, that goes back to being an adult like everybody's doing yeah. so much different One well of my... and then like they said like life is overstimulating mm-hmm. it gets that's exhausting. so relatable it's so true especially since we've all been so confined for a few years now mm-hmm. that's a huge shift it in, really really is in, like how much energy we were giving and taking in our day-to-day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah one of my best friends is a nurse, and she, I don't know if she still is, but she was a night nurse for a while. She was that was like her assignment. So like she was sleeping when I was awake, and I was a- awake when she was sleeping. Like our schedules were entirely flipped, <laughs> and so like we would go like twenty four like hours between like texting a, each an other. overnight pen pal or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's like that's the kind of shit. Like it's trying to coordinate with one person is difficult let alone a whole group of people so like you're saying just like reaching out to people and just being like hi I miss you like whenever you're thinking about them goes such a long way with people mm-hmm. because also I'm sure Even if they don't reply like yeah I-, I am that shitty friend who doesn't reply and it doesn't mean that like I'm not reading it and loving being it so ha- yeah being like oh my god I miss them too like when I saw my girlfriend um in Hawaii I 
was so happy. <laughs> like, I just to see them, like, and then one of my friends texted me when I got home, and she was like, "It was so great seeing you." And I forgot to text her back for like three days, even though when I read it, I was like, "Oh my god, I wish that she would move here." Oh. Like, you know, it's just, ugh, it's just an age where we're all busy as fuck. Like, it really is. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a um, a comedian named Hannah Burner, and she like goes on the street and asks men questions, and she's I think I know who you're talking about. Hilarious, but she asked some men on the street, or one, I saw her ask one guy, um, what he thinks about when he doesn't want to come too fast. And my ex used to always say that he would think about baseball when he didn't want to come too fast, and, and that's that like, is hilarious. And I've heard that a lot from a, and I think that that's like a like a joke that like a lot of people but like I've is that like a, a dig at baseball no i think well maybe because it's like so boring <laughs> but like i don't i have no clue but anyway so i asked on instagram what y'all think about <laughs> to stop yourselves from coming i got 143 answers a lot of them were math they do math have you heard of this one times one is one. One times <laughs> two is two. I've never heard of that. Well, the first time that I saw the answer, I was like, oh, that's funny. But then I saw it a million times and I was like, oh, this is like a thing. Are they doing like long division? Some of them were like, I think about like what seven times eight is. Um, and then some of them were like, oh, I just like do math, period. And I'm like, what? That could mean so many things. What What kind uh-huh. of math? Because like if it doesn't require a whole lot of thought, you going to be coming. You know, mm-hmm. um, but here are some of my favorites. Well, a lot of people were saying um, a lot of uh, women specifically. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, stop coming. Why? <laughs> Something that happens so, so hard for me to get here. Yeah. yeah. So I was getting a lot of that. I was getting a lot of um, guys saying uh, the fact that I'm a man, a man and don't deserve to come, which I was like, okay, Babe, you deserve to come. Yeah. But whatever stops you. Everyone deserves to orgasm. Yeah, you know, okay. However, closing that is the orgasm to... gap doesn't mean you're orgasming less. <laughs> For now, it could mean that. Well, right. That's probably our only hope at this point. I also wonder if they're just if they think they're being like really funny. Yeah. If they're whatever. Maybe. Anyway. We love reply guys. Um. Somebody said tax season. <laughs> somebody said I sing the national anthem. <laughs> that's actually really fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, some people are giving me like some straight up answers like i just pull out and switch to oral for a sec keeps the arousal going everyone's happy i'm like that's that's advice advice. that's really good advice love that um somebody said my fourth grade teacher miss sanders i hope you see this shelly you bitch (laughs) we had to read that 
That was Squint's sister. We have to read that. Um, Chalkboard sound was one. School bus fires. Magic man said that. (laughs) Both of those made my lower back tingle (laughs) in a way that gave me the ick. Um, SSRIs. Got that one a lot. Fair. Yep. And SNRIs, too. Somebody Somebody said Zoloft, which I didn't know that SNRIs also killed people's sex drives i think anything that uh helps depression yeah <laughs> might put a little bit of a stopper uh-huh damn you have to pick one or the other yeah the prozac was tough on my sex drive but Lexpro, i don't feel like has impacted it too much good yeah i actually haven't had any issues with my sex drive yeah that's why i was i liked i don't know when I when I started Prozac, I was like, "Well, Amelia's on it, so maybe it'll work for me." Because <laughs> we're like, but blood. that's like not how medication works. <sighs> I know, but it should. I know we're basically the same person, right? So. We spend enough time together. You'd yeah, think that like our brain chemistry would just fuse. Mm-hmm. Kind of has in other ways. Anyway, somebody said the Hutt River Province's secession from Australia in 1977. I'm, I'm dry <laughs> as hell while you just read that. People were so fucking funny. Um, a lot of people talked about their exes. Um, but then also I was talking to someone when I posed this question, he, he texted me separately and he was like, you're going to have to tell me what you find out because I find that when I think about things to stop myself from coming, those things start to have like sexual, like I start to think about those things sexually because I think about them during sex so much to stop myself from coming. And that's not something that i ever would have thought of but so makes now sense. when he sings the national anthem he gets he gets a on. full just raging a, boner just a raging boner at for the america baseball game yeah the, the flag is at full staff that's american as hell <laughs> yeah hell yeah <laughs> we don't do anything halfway here <laughs> he comes and then there's just a sound of an eagle calling in the background <laughs> just red white and blue confetti shoots yeah. out <laughs> We want you. <laughs> Uncle to Sam come. comes out yeah. of the dick. <laughs> terrifying. Uh, um, wow, I don't know how to be patriotic. Uh, <laughs> that was patriotic as fuck, if you ask me. I think I, I, that's just my impression of uh, the far right as well. <laughs> just a hard on for America. <laughs> the sound of eagles when you're having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I'm doing it in my dead grandmother's old bed. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Get a new bed. Yeah. It's time for you to get a new bed. That's not a flex. Yeah. Take, take the mattress, put it on the floor. I think the only way it would be a flex if it was one of those like really, really fancy beds with like the remotes. Oh yeah. And you can change all the settings. Uh Yeah. uh Sleep number bed. Yeah. My parents have a bed that like monitors their heart rate and like they, it's like they can compete like each side and they can compete with each other to see who gets the best sleep that night. (laughs) My dad takes it very seriously. That is a competition I would actively compete in. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Um, I run through the names of Catholic saints. Oh, I know maybe two. Oh. St. Joseph. Okay. St. Peter. Oh, Saint Mary. You could knit, you could just say any name. Saint Matthew. Uh Saint Ryle. <laughs> we don't Saint, know. Saint Tyler. Kyler. Saint Saint Kylo. Saint Kylo Ren. I would I would pray to that. Me too. The, this isn't it, but the photo of my grandma and uncle who's a priest sitting on my bookshelf next to the bed. Put that thing on its just put, put it down. Put that away. Put it down. Anybody named Dennis? 
That's my dad's name. <laughs> Somebody said that. Was it my mom? Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, this is what made me laugh. Jesus and the fact that he just watched me eat ass 20 minutes before. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. Um, my teacup Yorkie wearing overalls and pushing a lawnmower on her hind legs. That's so cute. That's adorable. <laughs> Oh, my God. I guess, yeah, you don't have to think about something, like, gross. Yeah. Just, just something anything. distracting. And that's, I guess, why my ex probably thought about baseball. Somebody said, not my answer, but please talk about the Glee episode with this. And I have no idea. There's a Glee episode? I guess about? so. Uh, what isn't there a Glee episode about? That's so true. That that show shaped me in ways I'm not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. Well, that was fun. Yeah. We're so happy to be back. I am so fucking happy to be back. Two Thank weeks you. felt like a really long time to take off. It Because we did. were off for longer than that because we like doubled yeah, up. Yeah, we recorded early mm-hmm. and then you did a solo episode. But that feels like an eternity ago. Uh-huh. Because we did it out of order too. Wasn't Brendan fun? Mm-hmm. He was. If you haven't listened to that episode where I interviewed Brendan Q, I was really scared. I did it out of my closet. It's a really weird... I had to like... Anyway, it doesn't sound like our other episodes because I had to take the sound from Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> Not cute. Anyway, y'all are probably so happy Liz is back and shit sounds professional again. Um, but anyway, go and listen to that. It was a really great interview. If you haven't heard our 100 episode episode, our 100th episode episode. Yeah. Or, or, I don't need to say episode our, twice. We could just say 100th episode. Our, our 100th episode. Go listen to that. We're going to be celebrating it soon with off winds. Mm-hmm. Have a little a little disco party. We're in the three digits now. I just looked at the name of this track. Bananas. I can't believe we're here. Look at us go. Look at us go. Anyway, thank you for listening. We love you, our, our children. children. <laughs> this is why we need a professional <laughs> outro. <laughs> I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.